Good evening, my little love bugs. Are you ready for story time? I have three stories picked out tonight. So here we go. The first one is called I, a Narwhal. I am not a unicorn. I am not a fish. I'm a narwhal. I look magical, but I'm really just a kind of whale. My closest relatives are the beluga whale, the dolphin, and the porpoise. I live in the cold Arctic waters with my pod or family. I can dive very deep and hold my breath under the ice for a long time. In the spring, narwhals swim to warmer bays. This is called migration. Once there, we like to lie on the water surface and rest. This is called logging. Long ago, when narwhal horns were found on the beach, people thought they were magical unicorn horns. Wouldn't you? My horn is actually a big front tooth or tusk. It grows in a spiral right through my upper lip. It helps me taste the salt in the water and find the right places to hunt. Boy narwhals are usually the ones with tusks, but some girls have them too. Because I'm a narwhal, I can stun a tasty codfish or squid with my tusk, then suck the meal into my mouth. I communicate with clicking and knocking sounds. Humans don't know what I'm saying, but my friends and family do. I am not a unicorn, but I am, a, I am magical in my own way because I'm a narwhal. How cute is that little story? I love it. This is published by A Little Golden Book and the the author is Mallory C. Lower and the illustrator is Joey Cho. And then we're going to plot another one. I don't know how many of you know this one, but when I was a little girl, Corduroy was one of my favorite stories. And there's another one called Corduroy Lost and Found. So we're going to read that one right now. One sunny Saturday afternoon, Lisa and her mother were riding the bus home from a shopping trip. Corduroy sat comfortably on Lisa's lap as the bus bumped along. She held on to him so he wouldn't fall. Lisa took very good care of Corduroy. He took he looked out the window while Lisa and her mother talked about Lisa's birthday. Corduroy's ears perked right up. Lisa is having a birthday, and I don't have a present for her, he said to himself. He looked out the window at all the stores. I wonder what she would like, he thought. They all got off the bus at the next stop. Lisa's mother rode the elevator up to the apartment, but Corduroy and Lisa liked to run up the stairs two at a time to see if they could get there first. That night, Corduroy lie awake after Lisa fell asleep. He worried about her present. I need to find something special, he decided. 
Very early the next morning, Corduroy slipped out of bed, tiptoed out of Lisa's room, and crept through the apartment. He opened the front door and stepped into the hallway. Just then, the elevator door opened. Maybe I'll find something for Lisa in here, said Corduroy as he looked in. Corduroy looked at all the buttons on the wall. Each button had a number on it. This is like a game, Corduroy said. Lisa might like a game for her birthday. Corduroy climbed up on the stool and pressed a button. All at once, the doors closed and the elevator began to move up. This is like a rocket ship, thought Corduroy. Maybe Lisa would like to ride in a rocket ship for her birthday. Corduroy pressed more buttons. Down and up, up and down he went. Finally, the elevator came to a stop. When the doors opened, Corduroy stepped out into the lobby. Peeking out over the roof of the building across the street, Corduroy saw just what he was looking for. It's the biggest, prettiest balloon I ever saw, thought Corduroy. That is what I want to give Lisa for her birthday. Corduroy had never been outside when it was still dark. The familiar neighborhood looked very different. And where was Lisa's balloon? Then he saw it in the end of the street. It's getting away, he cried. He ran as fast as he could to catch it. Before he had gone very far, he saw a big brown dog. Maybe Lisa would like a pet for her birthday, thought Corduroy. Hello, he said to the dog. Oof, barked the dog and it picked him up by the overalls and carried him down the street. Just when they got to the corner, a big noisy truck slowed down and someone threw a tall stack of newspapers onto the sidewalk. The dog was so surprised that he dropped corduroy on top of the papers. That is where Mr. Gonzalez, the owner of the newsstand, found corduroy sitting all by himself. Where in the world did you come from, mi amigo? He put Corduroy up on a shelf. I think someone must have dropped you. You look like a very special bear, and I bet they will be back for you. Until then, you can, keep, you can help me sell my papers. From up on the shelf, Corduroy could see everything that was going on. As people bought papers, Corduroy smiled shyly at them. This must be a job, said Corduroy. I've always wanted a job. A woman stopped in front of the newsstand. How much for the bear? She asked. Sorry, senora, the bear is not for sale. He is lost and is waiting to be found, said Mr. Gonzalez. Lost? Corduroy had never been lost. He thought about Lisa. He knew that she would be worried about him. Then Corduroy remembered the balloon. He had forgotten all about it. Where was it? Corduroy looked up and down the street. It wasn't dark anymore but he didn't see the beautiful balloon anywhere. Now he was sad and sleepy. He wanted to be home with Lisa. Corduroy fell asleep thinking about the balloons and home. He was just waking up when he heard a familiar voice. A very worried Lisa was asking Mr. Gonzalez if she, she could put up a sign she made for her lost bear. This is a very good picture, senorita, said Mr. Gonzalez. But you won't need this sign. Your bear is here with me. 
Mr. Gonzalez took Corduroy down from the shelf and gave him a lollipop. It took just it looked just like the balloon he had wanted to give Lisa. Muchas gracias, señor, said Lisa. Thank you for helping me, Corduroy, said Mr. Gonzalez. Adios. Corduroy and Lisa were so happy they ran all the way home and up the stairs two at a time. Corduroy, I was so worried about you, said Lisa. The only thing I wanted for my birthday was to have my best friend back home with me. Lisa gave Corduroy a big hug. That's exactly what I wanted too, thought Corduroy, and he gave Lisa a birthday hug right back. The end. Oh, I love that story. That's such a good story. All right, I think we might have time for one more book. So we're going to pull out another one by a little golden book, and this one is Walt Disney's Alice in Wonderland. We're going to see what they did with this story. All right. So this is an adapted version. That's what I thought. All right, here we go. Alice was growing very tired listening to her sister read. Just as her eyes began to close, she saw a white rabbit hurry by. Look at his pocket watch and talking to himself. Alice thought that was very curious indeed, a talking rabbit with a pocket watch. So she followed him into a rabbit hole beneath a big tree. And down she fell, down to the center of the world, it seemed. When Alice landed with a thump, the white rabbit was just disappearing through a door, which was much too small for her. Alice drank from a bottle on the table and shrank away to a very tiny size. But now she could not reach the key to the little door. Oh no. At last, Alice found a way to get through to the little door. Seated on a bottle, she floated into Wonderland on a mysterious sea. On through Wonderland, Alice went looking for the white rabbit. She met two jolly fellows, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. They did not know the rabbit, so Alice hurried on. At a neat little house in the woods, at last she met the white rabbit himself. The rabbit sent Alice into his little house to hunt for his gloves, but instead she found some cookies labeled, take one, so she did. I don't know if I would do that or not. That seems a little bit strange. The cookie made Alice grow as big as the house. What a sight. Rabbit and his friend Dodo thought she was a dreadful monster. Alice picked a carrot from Rabbit's garden. Eating it made her small again, so so small that she was soon lost in a forest of grass. Oh dear. Alice found herself in a garden of talking live flowers. That's strange. There were bread and butterflies and rocking horseflies too. Alice thought the garden was a pleasant place, but the flowers thought Alice was just a weed, so they would not let her stay. Next, Alice met a haughty caterpillar blowing smoke rings. He told Alice to eat his mushroom if she wished to, st to change her size. Alice sampled one side and shot up taller than the treetops, frightening the birds. But another bite made Alice just the right size. 
Now which way shall I go? Alice wondered. These signposts she found along the path were no help. They pointed all over. If I were looking for the white rabbit, I'd ask the Mad Hatter, said a grinning Cheshire cat up in a tree. He lives down there. Alice found the Mad Hatter and the March Hare, celebrating their unbirthdays at a tea party. She joined them for a while. After that nonsensical tea party, Alice wanted to go home, but none of the strange creatures seemed to know the way. Alice wandered into the Queen's Garden. Soon along, soon along came the royal procession, and who should be the royal trumpeteer but the White Rabbit himself? The Queen of Hearts asked Alice to play croquet, but Alice did not like the looks of the game. Off with her head, cried the Queen. Away Alice ran, while the army of cards gave chase down the tangled path of Wonderland and back down to the riverbanks. I'm glad to be back where things are really what they seem, said Alice as she woke up from her strange Wonderland dream. The end. Well, I hope you liked story time. We can do that again tomorrow if you want. I'll pick another three books and we will be about the same amount of time. So if any of you sweet littles find this podcast with these story times, please let me know if you like it. Please let me know what you would like to hear and I can try to make that happen for you. So I love you, sweet babies. Have a good night.